0: What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 43. Um, today, we had Diana Curry back on the show. She is a repeat offender. As you know, the last episode was with uh, herself and two other ladies to close out the month of Women's History Month. Um, I wanted to have her back on the show because, number one, her story is incredible. Like two-time Olympian, um, been doing this for a long time now. Uh, her first olympic appearance was at 15 years old which just sounds crazy to me Uh, so i wanted to find out more about that part of her and that story and her journey and how she's still active this this many years later and how she's still crushing it and um just all of the the story and i wanted to kind of dig deeper in that so i'm really glad she had some time to come back on the show um please check it out she's a great lady very inspiring yeah you'll dig it so if you don't dig it um, I don't know what's wrong with you. If you do dig it, we're the same. So, thanks so much for watching this or checking this out or listening to it. I'm like, watching? Podcast? Hmm. Anyway, check it out. Make sure you mash that subscribe button to this podcast and also jump over to Instagram and follow us at, at Chiptime Running. That's at Chiptime Running. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number four. Three zero four three. We're forty-three episodes in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a return guest. Well, the first time she was on, she was, was with three other awesome or two other awesome ladies. Uh, we closed out the month of uh, Women's History Month with her and two other awesome chicks, and we talked about a lot of things about running. But today, uh, Diane Nakuri is going to join the show again and talk about a little bit more about her. I mean, we'll obviously we find a little bit about her and if you know her already, that's great, but we're going to try to dig a little deeper into her story, her journey, all that good stuff. Um she had some really great gems on the last show, so I wanted to make sure that we really got the chance to re- you know kind of know her and um get some advice. I mean, this really I do the show for everyone, but I really do the show for me. Because I'm a selfish person like that. So I try to ask questions that I think that I want to know. And hopefully you can benefit. So I see Diane is on here watching us. Um, Hopefully she is ready to rock and roll. That's how they say it. That's how the cool kids do. Um, Make sure you ask your questions below. And we will... um, Actually, if you put them in the little questions box, that's great. If you... You're sideways... Hey. <laughs>
1: Hi. Um. I have to figure out how to make sure my phone. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll we'll just we'll just keep. We'll Alright. <laughs> is it so like so yeah the thing wait, do you have a case on the phone? Yeah. So like if you if you land it up against well if it's like one of those weird cases that doesn't have a flat. I know.
1: I'm so poor. I need help
0: you did you did good the last time we don't even know if we worried about where were you then that's uh, what I
1: didn't, I didn't have headphones on oh so maybe I should take my headphones
0: off I mean you sounded great the first time I mean if I'll tell you if you need them back in
1: okay I want sort to of make sure like nobody's starting.
0: but yeah so what you, see the problem was you had a different picture in the background so now you what you're really trying to do is you're trying to show off your backgrounds and different paintings yeah, I don't right want to do the same thing yeah, that makes sense. I appreciate that. Wait,
1: how am I not getting this?
0: It's, it's because we're all watching. And don't worry. We're all just sitting here waiting on you Purpose. to get, the, you know. You should be nervous. This is probably the biggest show that you'll ever... <laughs> just what? Okay, now it's
1: better.
0: There we go. That was solid. Totally Do solid. The light. Oh, this is good. the light is good. The light is great. You, you're glowing. I appreciate I it.
1: some things.
0: Yeah no yeah you're you're all good all good so I mean I haven't talked to you in so long so what's happened with you in the last seven, six, seven days?
1: Um, a lot of running.
0: Yeah, so and like, what does that look what does that look like for you right now? Like, what are you what is your mile your weekly mileage and what are you training for?
1: I'm training for some track races hopefully, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to jump in and K uh, towards the end of.
0: Uh oh, I think I'm... Is uh, it, Maybe I lost you. April, but be- I think I lost you for a second. I'm not sure if it's me or you. But, yeah, so you said you're trying to do what towards the end of April? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I'm trying to run a 5K
0: mm-hmm.
1: on a track. Nice. And I'm hoping in, as, like, a tune-out for my race in, uh, in May. Mm-hmm. The 10K, but I'm not sure which one. So, for now, it's just, like, training and getting up, like, my mileage. My mileage a little bit higher, yeah. and, um, yeah, just, like, train and enjoy the spring.
0: I mean, I'm just interested, like, I mean, so for these, because I, mean, I know you, you do distances from 5K all the way up to the marathon. Um, how does your, like, weekly mileage differ, like, right now than it would be for something, you know, if you're going for a marathon soon, or a half even?
1: Uh-oh. I don't think, you know, I want to be doing a lot of you know, 120 miles when I'm getting ready for, say, 5K, 10K, mm-hmm. half. So it's a little bit lower than what I would normally do. It be anywhere between marathon. For the marathon, it would be anywhere between 100 and 115. Mm-hmm. But now it's a little bit more like low-key. Instead of running 12 miles, like, a couple of times a week in the morning, I do eight, which is nice, you
0: know,
1: yeah. between going for a mile run in the afternoon, do four to five miles. So it's a little bit more... I'm taking it easy on my, you know, my body, and I. It's definitely enjoying it a little bit, you know. Oh, well, that's good. Instead.
0: That's that's yeah. good. I mean, because I I've I've heard a lot of a lot of um, marathoners do that, um, where they they'll say they'll train for this big race, they'll have a good race or whatever, or a half or a full, and then they'll switch it up a little bit and go after some of the shorter races, like on the track or like a 5K or something like that, just to change it up. Because you guys, I'm sure that. It just gets really boring doing the same race over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's nice so so just feel fast, you know? Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's it's good for the mind, it's good for the body. And yeah, I do like to every now and then jump in like, you know, five K on the road. It feels like a sprint yeah. kind of for me. But it's it's always really fun, yeah.
0: So you um so I in the when I had you on the show last week we didn't get too much into like your your story um and I think it's such a great story and I know you've told it probably a thousand times but do you mind kind of going back a little bit and kind of talking to us about you know like when you started running and like why you know like when and why did you start start um kind of running on purpose <laughs> Yeah I
1: started running when I was like 13 about to turn 14 but it wasn't like I knew anything about running you know like in Burundi uh and in general East Africa like we kind of like grow up I mean for me I grew up on a farm Mm -hmm. so you kind of running around with your friends and doing chores and uh going to get water about you know one kilometer away or one mile away depending on where you live. so for me Mm -hmm. it was more like running to school and back and uh, when I find out that we were going to get to like, compete, it was actually fun because yeah. we don't get to do like, it's not like you sign up for like volleyball, basketball, right. we don't have that, Yeah, you know, luxury of like just doing all this fun, thing. just running a 3k and I'm like, oh, I'm in. So I just jumped in and it was after, I think it was during a break, we usually get like an hour with, mm-hmm. um, you know, my primary school. friends and we just jumped in and i won and i was like oh that was fun you know it's fun winning not like i was like the fastest like person when it comes to endurance because i live about like seven thousand feet so i was always like tall and like strong and fast and i think especially when you're like 13 and 14 i feel like it's easier to run yeah especially when you're a woman yeah so yeah that was fun i just kind of got into it like that and uh, we had this guy who was kind of like a coach and um, he really loved sport. I think he went to school just to be like an education, like physical education, right, like right. teacher. So, oh, we can go to the capital city. So I had never been to a capital city, you know, like just growing up in a village, you're not right. like can't really afford to take a bath and go to the city whenever you want. So I'd never been to a city until I was like 14. Yeah. And I went because of the running. And when I went to the city, it was like the best day for me, the best weekend. We got to like drink Fanta's and that was exciting. Basically three to four Fanta's a weekend. I was like, that's like leaving my best. So that was really what got me excited. And then when I got an opportunity to go to Uganda to compete and I was like, this is like amazing. But unfortunately we didn't go by, you know, we didn't fly there. So we went by bus. It was a long ride. Mm -hmm. And after going to Uganda, I was like, okay, now when I get on, I want to be able to get on a plane, and yeah. I think that same year in 1999, we ended up going to South Africa, and then I got to be on the plane, and that wow. was like my dream. So it was like basically just running because I wanted to go places, and yeah. I wanted to get away from just not be with my siblings all the time because yeah. there was so many of us. So just something new, do something fun. That's how really what started for me.
0: And so, like, when did you like in that? Like, is, I mean, obviously. There's probably a bunch of people, obviously on the team, you know, a bunch of girls on the team as well that were running um that you know maybe didn't get to do some of the things that you ended up doing over the next couple of years of you know through that, like from what like thirteen to you know sixteen or so, right um, mm-hmm. when like when did when in that did you realize, because I know you kind of started just because and it was like, oh, we're just gonna run cause it's cool. When did you realize like, oh, I'm pretty fast, and um maybe. You know, maybe I should. T- I could take this serious and see what happens. Like, when did that switch happen?
1: Um, uh, probably not until I went to Canada. I just oh, really? ran even when I was running like in forty, forty-five at home, like for you know fifteen. It wasn't like I just didn't know really anything about running. Even when I went to the Olympics in two thousand as a fifteen-year-old, even though I didn't have like ha- I didn't qualify, but It was just so overwhelming for me, and it wasn't like, oh, running can get me, I never really thought that running would ever be like, get me even a scholarship or become my job. So for me, it was just like doing it, I had no idea what it was, like what it meant and what I could do with it.
0: Are you there? Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, are you there? So yeah, so um, did so when you? What age did you were you when you went to uh, to Canada?
1: I was sixteen. It was in two thousand one. Okay. I was. It was like summer of two thousand one, so I was sixteen.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so like it's just like to me, like when I heard like, okay, so she's fifteen. She went to the Olympics, and, and in my head, that's like the picture of that person is like a kid that started running at you know six um per, you know like competitively and then they just were kind of working through it the whole time and they knew what they were doing you know all that but you just, you know naturally you gifted and and from 13 when you kind of started running on like uh, competitively to quickly being in the Olympics um to compete to try to qualify to you know keep continue going on in there um that's a really early age and i just didn't imagine that it was like, at that point, you weren't, like, super serious about it. So, what, like, what made you, what made that switch happen, though? Um, you know, was it, like, the because, like, the reason why you kept running in the beginning and liked it was because I figured like, you felt like running could take you somewhere. You know, like, you know, take you, you know, get you, get you to go to cities and get you on the plane. Was, like, was when you went to Canada, did you realize, like, you started seeing, like, oh, I could go to, I could I could go further with this. I could I could I could go to school with this. And was that the the motivation for it to get serious?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like I think so. People don't you know like the way like we grew up like life in a village is like it's not that we have like you don't even understand like what it's like to maybe be good at something yeah. or like what you can do with your talent or anything there's oh. so many people in my village like hundreds of girls are probably faster than you know me i just happened to start at the little right time mm. and then i had somebody who was like guiding me through all this like um you know the, the the coach who started it was like the one who just kept telling me you can do it but also i was like I was really like determined to do whatever that i was told to do so when i went to canada i had already gone to like belgium i'd gone to france mm-hmm. so i had already started traveling and then i saw the possibilities and and how my life can change so when i went to canada i was definitely determined i had already decided that running okay. was going to be basically my way out and just living a better life and not necessarily like i wasn't the smartest place person at the school mm-hmm. so it was like well Actually, this running thing will be better than school. Even though that like I was gonna keep you know going to school right. once I got to Canada, but yeah, just like, being able to do what I was doing at 15, 16 years old, I kind of start like opening up my eyes. Like, hey, this is actually just more than just going to run around the tracks or mm-hmm. you know running on the road or winning. It's like this is actually was maybe meant to be. I just have to keep at it.
0: And and so so when you got when you got to Canada. Um, you know, and so you immediately joined, like, the high school team and all that. Um, like, what was that like for you coming from Burundi to Canada and going to school there? Like, what was that like? And um, did did running help you, you know, kind of not blend in, but kind of get used to the, the atmosphere?
1: I think running definitely helped. And in a that I had gone to other places before I went to Canada but let me tell you it was way harder than I ever imagined um but I think like when people like know a little bit of like maybe running helped me in a way that people thought maybe I was cool but even though I had like I was not cool at all like I didn't think like you know people like know like I look different and you know I'm from like you know Burundi and I got all these questions like do you guys eat what kind of food do you eat, yeah. sand? And I just look at them, I'm like, is this serious? Sand. Not all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know so- what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, huh? i say, yo, no, I definitely know what you mean. You get crazy questions, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, you just realize, like, these kids are in high school, never yeah. left, you know. You know, they just live outside Toronto, and they don't know, like, much. But, like, it was hard. I think it was hard for me to navigate it, like, by myself. It's not like I had like a teammate. I didn't have like a friend that I grew up with. You imagine to become going from the village. You yeah, know, you didn't yeah. even leave in the capital city of Burundi right. and to leave in just 45 minutes outside of Toronto. That was to me was insane. I used to take a, a bus to go to train because I was training with the University of Toronto truck club. Yep. And the coach was like this So I used to take a bus. And I would take a train, and sometimes I would, like realize I didn't have enough money to come back, and I'm like, what did I do with the money? Maybe I sounds like, oh, no. like I bought like I buy like candy, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure on money.
0: <laughs> so, so, but so, like, so when you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, what?
1: No, I'm just saying, like sometimes I would have to like walk for a long time to get to practice. I would get lost, but that's how we all learn when you yeah. in a new place, <laughs> yeah.
0: So so as you you know as you competed in in that in that high school in that setting I mean you were pretty successful obviously in in high school um, what was what was it like when you know when you started realizing that colleges were like looking at you and wanting wanting you to come visit and all that stuff what was that process like I mean because all this seems to have happened for you so fast you know like from <laughs> from thirteen. To 18 or 19, that's a quick, that's really quick. So what was that like uh, coming from where you came from to then, like, have colleges say, please come to our school?
1: Um, I remember I got, like, a card, a business card from the head coach at the University of Iowa when I was doing that. It's, like, I think state, the equivalent of the state meet here. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, like, when you get home, like, you know, like Google the University of Iowa that was like I was like what I, was like, I didn't really know anything so everything just kept happening and I'm like I didn't even have like I went from like you know I was going to French school so I didn't really know how I was gonna go to the university where well okay I just took it and I went home and I gave it to my cousin she's like I don't know how this is gonna work out but yeah. you know let's see what happens when you you know, you're a senior and stuff when it's time for you to talk to coaches. But yeah, like the University of um, Iowa, the, the the coach, the assistant coach, Lane Anderson, who mm-hmm. ended up, you know, being my coach and helping me through the whole process. He came to visit me. I remember I was so shy. I sit in a corner and he's trying to talk to me and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But I just sat there and listened to him. We went to dinner and yeah, somehow we... I ended up getting the visa to go to, to come to US. Just things, just I just kind of believed in the process, I guess, mm-hmm. even when I didn't see how it was gonna work out. Yeah. And I ended up going to your community college. Or like, okay, when you're done, you can transfer transfer to Iowa, mm-hmm. or you can go to another school. So I had a choice. But I just kind of like had faith in the coach, in, mm-hmm. in the coach, and then um, just the ability to be able to just do it and adopt. I don't know, just like a learn make friends, help me with English, and that's when it happened when I went to Butler Community College. And mm-hmm. when I met my first friend in America, black stuff now, and she would drive me around, and she would help me with my papers, and she would help me with everything for two years. Yeah. She's an angel. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, like, now when I think about it, how hard life is, and I'm like, wow, I don't know if I would have been my college, my community college coach. Yeah. So I just have people that helped me that just took me in and not just kind of that just like did it for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, cause like for a story like yours to just like happen so fast. I mean, I mean, obviously at this point it's, it's a while ago now, but for it to kind of, kind of whiz through from you just starting to run to net to now you're basically at, you know, like your blink of an eye, you're, you're in Iowa college or University of Iowa, um, it just seems like, you know, you definitely had to have some people there, uh, not had to, but it helped to have people kind of make you feel comfortable enough to take that next step. Um, right. But, so, like, it seems like you've always had, like you said, somebody kind of there. Who's, like, if just fast forward, like, who's somebody uh, in your life now that is just kind of, is just one of those people that, you know, whenever you kind of doubt yourself uh, or have a bad race or whatever, um, kind of helps you continue to move forward or helps you through, like, those next big steps of, like, signing with a new, you know, company or whatever. Who are those people for you that kind of help you do that?
1: Um, you know, family, Mm -hmm. friends. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be with a sim company for 10 years, uh, with a sim manager for 10 years, uh, who pretty much became my family and since I moved to off I have really great friends that are like very comp. you know, like, they have a really great job, they're yeah. really in their own fields and I I kind of want to hang out with them because I feel like they know probably more than the runners and um, obviously having, like, Abdi around and being in a sport for as long as he has, that definitely helps and he has more... And um, some of the the friends I have, my training partners, they just kind of, you know, even when I start thinking, I don't know if I can do it when we're doing workouts, they're like, you can do it. And I do one rep and they high five me. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. You know, (laughs) sometimes it's up, you know. Um, Yeah, just training with people like um, Sarah, um, you know, Rachel and uh, one of my friends, Janet, she's like a nurse now. She doesn't. Run anymore, but when I first moved here, she's originally from Kenya and she made the mm-hmm. Olympic team for US in 2012. And she's a beast. She used to take me on the long runs where I just finished. I felt like I was gonna, my legs were gonna fall off. <laughs> but during that time, I had my best races, and I just was so confident because I knew that she was really strong and she encouraged me. And she was like, you know, she's a sister to me. And so I just having those people just yeah lift me up when i feel down and um just telling me you're still young you still got it i'm like yeah
0: but i still do it yeah 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 you definitely can for sure um i mean the reason why i asked about that like you know because i feel like runners i mean every everybody has you know has to or wants or needs you know some type of support system but it just seems like you know running is one of those things that are you know um sports or hobbies or whatever we're doing is definitely need it's a support system type of type of thing you know you have the other people that you run with uh and then you also have your you know your immediate family that kind of helps and supports you and especially if you're doing like long distance you know and you're doing a lot of training you know they're there when you get when you when you get back and you feel like crap and they you know kind of take your mind off some things but it's really cool to hear that that you have that here for sure
1: yeah, I mean I definitely feel uh I'm definitely grateful for that and like and I think too like it requires like time for me to like take time and build relationships too. Like it's not like they all just come to me. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I gotta have like <laughs> I have to make um an effort and I, I respect what they do and that's like really you know that but like it's not it's more than just running fast. It's mm. like after college there are people that graduated at the same time as me they were winning NCAAs and they turned professional and they only lasted for two three years it's not like yeah just because you fast you're gonna make it like I'm, I'm proud to say that I've been running for like 23 plus years and I love the sport and it, it's to me it's like I see like it's a healthy way of You know one is my job but i'm like really fortunate that i happen to love it but i also respect it and i respect people who are not runners and i know that they actually help me i think like keep running a little bit longer just because like i have my my life is a little bit balanced
0: yeah, so is that well I was going to ask you, like, what do you think, what do you contribute that to? Um, because you said, you know, there's some other people that were like winning in CAAs and stuff like that when you graduated and, you know, they turned pro and, and just aren't, they aren't still running uh, professionally, but you are. Um, is that, is balance, What outside of balance, I guess, or if that's the one thing, what, what do you attribute that to in your success and still running 23 years?
1: Um, I think never thinking that I'm, like, better than really anybody, like, and that, you know, I always want to learn about also other people that do other jobs, and it's like, I don't think that what I do is, I don't know, and it is hard, I know I I recognize it's hard, but I don't think is I know people that have it like have really tough jobs and tough life so just always you know I stay I don't know I guess like stay humble and Mm -hmm. not thinking that oh you know I'm always going to be on every year I'm going to be you know winning every race or Mm -hmm. I have to win to be like happy so to me like just do it as long as I can but of course I love winning there's nothing like you know that feeling of winning but it's just like uh just know why i do it i'm not trying to prove anything Mm -hmm. and um i also i am a more than i am more than a runner i like i'm also i have other stuff in my life i have family and friends Mm -hmm. that i have to do on the side so my life is not of around running yeah and i think that helps yeah
0: yeah yeah so just definitely balance i mean because i guess you could think about somebody that comes out of college and I mean, that does, obviously doesn't happen to everybody. There's a lot of people that come out of college and are still running, you know, years and years later. But it's like yeah. if if your life just revolves around that and there's so much pressure, um, I'm assuming, for you for you guys that it's like, it, it, you know, because there, there's certain companies that work with the athletes that seems like it's like an insane amount of pressure to, Like, to not just run well and continue and be healthy. It's like, you need to win this race to keep Mm -hmm. your sponsorship and all that stuff. Um, You know, you've been with ASICS for 10 years, which is, uh, you know, a long time in the grand scheme of things. How has that relationship been for you? And then, like, how is it, like, what's, you know, the ups and downs? I'd just love to kind of know more about that. Because it seems, like, from other people I've talked to, that they're a really family-oriented type of company.
1: Yeah, I mean... When I started with them, it's not like I, I mean, I start with, I mean, to be honest, I did start with just like gear mm-hmm. and I was just so happy. Like I never, like I said, like the highest place I think I finished in NCAA cross country, I was fourth, which it was good, but it wasn't like, you know, I was expecting any, you know, a big contract, mm-hmm. but also right after college, I struggled. So for me, I was like really happy that. They even want to give me free shoes and free clothes. You know how expensive running gear and Mm -hmm. shoes. If you have to rotate your shoes every couple weeks and if you have to pay for it, that's definitely like, I was like, whoa, I'm so excited. Like, I've always been super excited about the same way I was excited to get on the bus to go to the city. It was the same way I was excited to get the gear. So, and my manager was, you know, he's like one of the best people and he just said, you No, let's just, like, be patient and work our way up, and that's exactly what happened. And like you say, they're, like, very family-oriented, and they care a lot about me, and they never once told me I have to win a certain race. Of course, they're happy when I do well, and I always want to do well just for, you know, just because they've been really supportive. Never been pressured to do anything, to post anything that I'm not comfortable with, and I do really appreciate that, because I feel like a lot of runners yeah, the companies put pressure on them. They also put pressure on themselves. And they, if you lose yourself and if you want to sell your soul for $5,000, go ahead, but I'm not doing that. Right. So I think you really just need, like we were talking about before, like having that support system, whether it's your friends and family, people are honest with you. Yeah. And if you're doing something that maybe that does not represent you, that you shouldn't do that, and they would just be honest. So I've always been, I never sell my soul for posting certain things. Anything that you see me post, it's because I. that really represents me. That's me. And I, yeah. I would always, uh, you know, I, I did not, Essex never been the company to tell me to do anything that I didn't want to do. And I did, I do appreciate them more, not necessarily just because of the money or the gear. I mean, that's all, you know, bonuses yeah. for me, but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely family oriented, and you feel
0: like a family when you're around them. Well, yeah, no, that that's a, that's always good. I mean, because I mean, just lately, I've seen a couple different stories where you know uh, runners will, um, you know, the the sponsor will go a different direction or something like that, and it never. I mean, you never know, you know, you, unless they just came out flat out and said why. You never know. You never really know why. But at the same time, you know that it's just it gets, it's it's got to be tough because. A lot of, a lot of, you know, to run as much as you all do. Um, it's hard. I mean, it'd be hard to have like a full time job, you know, and run, you know, a hundred and twenty yeah. miles or whatever it is, you know. So um, that that's pretty rough. So I, I, I was just, it, it's got to be great to know that your company's behind you as long as they feel like you're doing the best thing for yourself and them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard stories about you know, other runners and like, yeah, I'm fortunate. But at the same time too, like you kind of have to build a relationship mm. too. Like if you always changing, like your coaches and everything, you're burning bridges. Like I'm not saying making excuses for these companies, but also mm-hmm. it's like, it's just like any other job. Like you, you have to, I don't know, build a relationships right. and stay, You know, like, don't just change it because you're not getting what you want also. So I get both ways, but I do think you also have to, like, you don't need, if you're burning bridges, then you know you're not getting anything. And I'm not saying, like, everybody does that. But I definitely think, like, you have to know, like, just the way you handle yourself at races and, um, you know, the way you treat other people too. And that's really important. So I don't think it's just about running fast. It's like you have to bring a lot more than, like, running fast. You have to have a good personality. And if, you know, if you go to a race and you're acting like you're a big deal, nobody wants to be around you,
0: they don't yeah. care
1: how fast you run. They're not going to bring you back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm saying, trying try to give, like, some people advice. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like with Everybody's... Please take notes if you're listening. Yeah, no, I get you just... Because, yeah, it's all about the brand, and nobody wants their brand to be... Um, you know, with their someone with their nose stuck up, they want somebody that that everybody relates to. Because I don't want to, I, if I want to see, I, I want to buy shoes that somebody's wearing that I think that they're a cool person. Like, oh, they're they're fast, they're cool, and know, uh, I like those shoes that they're rocking. You know, and it helps, um, yeah, that
1: definitely
0: helps. Yeah, yeah, and then so so when you dangled those um, <laughs> those MetaSpeed skies in that picture, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's killing me, right? Yeah. Um, but You're let's get- I. I'm I'm trying I'm trying they're not in the U S right now so like I gotta wait another like a few weeks I guess
1: April eighth that they will be out so
0: well no I think I think it's like April no it's April eighth now I think it's like the twentieth so I think they pushed it back but so but the thing the one of the things that I you know self selfishly want to know um, is you know so you've been running for quite some time now and. There's you know obviously many races. Uh, I have a race coming up, and I, I know a lot of people are you know races are starting to open back up. At, you know because some of the restrictions are dropping, and then people are figuring out ways to make these races happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to ask you a couple things about like how you approach racing. Like so, uh, like when I, get, I often get questions for some of the uh, some of the other guests when people say like what do you do like when you're out there in a race, and it it starts to get really hard. Like, you have those unexpected rough patches. Like, what do you say? What do you do? um, How would you suggest that myself or whoever's watching or listening get get past those things?
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you're racing and, you know, your body's not feeling well, right away you know, you know? Most runners would know that. So I think, I mean, for me, it would be, I mean, trying to keep it together. There's not really much you can do. It's just like, you know, just trying to get through one mile at a time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you have to kind of have to think a little bit more. Like, all the, the stuff that like, you learn in practice, you mm-hmm. know, when, you know, say you're did like you doing like 10 times a mile, you'll get to the fifth mile, oh, you're a little bit off. But yeah. you can't just stop doing the mile repeats. So you just have to find a way to make it. Uh, Whether you need to like take a deep breath and reset, it's the same in a race too. If you need to slow down a little bit and reset, and sometimes you never know, you might get in the middle of the race and actually not feel good, but like three months later, like feel better by maybe being positive, maybe uh, self-talk and not. Because the more you're negative you are, definitely the worse the race is going to be. And that's why a lot of people start dropping out now, which doesn't really help to drop out a race. So it's better to finish even when you're having, you know, the worst race, unless you're like injury. Yeah, Your murder right. is dangerous. So I think for me, I'm always like one mile at a time. And, you know, that finish line feels like forever. Yeah. But I, like when you're done, you know, obviously you're like upset, but like the next race and you have the, know a good race is definitely the best feeling so i think like not giving up and remember why you were training you're doing it that it's just like everything in life like there's always going to be ups and downs so you can't expect that you always have a good race or i don't know training
0: yeah so So i I, I like the one the kind of the part when you said you know maybe slow down a little bit um you know because like in when you talked about the Ten times one mile repeats that sound excruciatingly painful um I, I you do have that moment like you know in those recovery moments to to take a deep breath, but I think in the races a lot of times I think that we as you know amateurs maybe professionals too like have that in that moment where we have a rough patch and we feel like we have to push through it, you know what I mean, like we have to go faster and try to like lean into the hurt and all that stuff but you're yeah. it, it does it does it help sometimes like you said to kind of maybe pull off the pace a little bit not just not go from like your goal to 2 minutes slower but somewhere in there to kind of give yourself a moment to catch up or to catch your breath and kind of you know recompose
1: yeah i think so and honestly i don't think there's a huge difference between like you know, professional runners and non-professional runners because, you know, everybody has that, like you have that competitiveness in you where you get in a race, you want to run as fast as you can, even when you know you're not super fit. So I think, yeah, I mean, either you try to find somebody to run with, sometimes just getting on somebody's shoulder for, even if it's a quarter mile, half mile, it helps. It's better than being by yourself because then when you find someone during a race, it actually kind of keeps your mind off of feeling like bad or hurting. Mm. So sometimes either, yeah, it's good to take a deep breath or, um, you know, get on somebody's shoulder or a lot of times, you know, you can't keep up for a long time. but There's always people coming and going during the road races and that's the best. And sometimes you never know, at least they will help you for another mile or two. All of a sudden you're the finish line, yeah. even if it takes forever, at least a lot. I actually had people along the road that helping you. Some people cheering you on. Yeah. I remember one year I did New York and I was hurting and I think I had broken my big toe, but I wasn't sure if I broke it in the middle of the race. And I was I was looking for like a site, like just somewhere to like step off the road so I can drop drop out. And there was just like you know how they're usually holding the signs, uh-huh. um, just basically throughout the whole like. Uh, race and there was this little girl holding a sign he says you got it you inspire me and I was like Ugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. you're like I was just about to like uh, step off the side
1: <laughs> like, ah. I'm like okay I gotta finish this I just get back I got back in there and I'm doing my thing limping running but I finish and then after that actually mentally uh once Push a little bit hard to get to that next level of Mm. running a little bit faster, and that was back in 2011. And after that, I just had really good races for like like I had a private long so. You never know if you quit early, it might be the end. And if you keep going, you actually might gain some uh, you know mental toughness. So
0: yeah, yeah. So basically, so basically, don't don't quit unless you're injured. Um, Don't. And then and I also just like the. Even when you're not having a tough time, I like the concept of just taking it a mile at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we get so caught up in like the fact that it's a twenty-six point two mile race, and it's only mile three, and we you know you get antsy um, and you start going maybe a little faster than you should because it's so early. You feel good still, but then yeah. if, if you you know you got to break it down into like little segments so you can just click off those those paces that you're looking for or that you're aiming, your targets because if you just mm-hmm. if you get you know a little anxious um too early in a marathon we all know what can happen towards the end
1: yeah you start overthinking sometimes like even when you're going fast, if you don't really look at the time, mm-hmm. like sometimes it's more like your mind. If you if you're not paying attention to the time, and of course don't go out too fast in a marathon. But if you feel comfortable for a long time, sometimes you end up, you end up holding it and yeah. actually run really fast. So I think not overthinking, not getting you know carried away, and just being aware, but not because it's not that complicated, and yeah. you know what's done in workouts. And sometimes they have people to take you you know, to in the group that it feels so much easier right. and you end up with the best races when you're not thinking. And sometimes, maybe more in a 10K, I've done some races when the first mile feels so fast and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But, and then I'm thinking, like, stop thinking because when you're running that fast, you should not be thinking. <laughs> a lot, best races, I don't even think of anything. I just run until mm. I'm not thinking about pisses. I'm not thinking about I'm trying to stay with people. And sometimes you're running like, a low five minutes sometimes running six minutes yeah. but in the end you end up averaging a really good you know time or winning a race or whatever you're doing so i think not overthinking it really is the key
0: yeah and i think that a lot like, i like that a lot um i, I guess like i guess i would say uh, to add to that is like if you've done the work you know because we all know that you've done all the work you know so if you've done mm-hmm. the work um, so I'm listening, and i've you know I, and I've done a lot of i've put put in a lot of work for this for this marathon coming up but so for some of us out here like you know that are with the three thirty pace group or the three four whatever it is, if you've done the work and you feel comfortable with like that pace group or something um then there's no then technically there is no point in you like over obsessing like on the paces and you know and worried about this and that and you know just run the race and if they somebody that you're talking to or whatever happens to start going a little faster as long as you feel comfortable with that um and know that it's there for you to do then just kind of relax and go huh
1: yeah and sometimes you know you even even when you do really good training and you do the work you get in the race where the paces you are hitting in workouts don't feel as comfortable. So that's when you have to obviously, it. I mean, just go back and think, like, how do I feel? You have to think, mm-hmm. if you're breathing really hard the first three miles, even if it's yeah. the pace you can handle, you have to step back a little bit and then maybe slow down a little bit instead of just being, like, I I know I'm with this pace. Yeah. People always like, I'm going with it. I'm thinking, how do you know how you're going to feel? Sometimes, yeah. let's say, you know, seven-minute pace is going to be feeling... It's going to feel hard. And sometimes 6.30 is going to feel easy. Sometimes you don't know how you really wake up. There's certain things you can control. You just have to, like, get in the race knowing you did the work and knowing a certain group you should be going with. But then if your body is not feeling it that day, that's when you just have to be like, you know, it's a long rest. Uh, let's me just back off a little bit and then maybe i'll feel better later so it's more like you just have to like you just have to be smart too it's just to be
0: like no, i should be good going with this group you know yeah. oh i'm going yeah i'm going no matter what you know and i think yeah but I, I like the i like the mix i like the mix of that it's like you know like because if you've done the right if you've done all the, the right training i mean mm-hmm. like you said you gotta be smart you know it's not like you're just you do the training and then you you train for like a seven minute pace and then you jump in with a six-minute group i mean we're not talking about you know something like that but something within that within a range where you feel comfortable then you know don't overthink it just have some fun um Mm -hmm. and but i'd like to know like you know because you are interested in like winning races you know and a lot of us are you know are, are chasing a pr or an age group you know a podium for an age group or something like that um where do you how do you feel like with risk like in races like I mean you have to I know you said you don't think much of some of these races but you have to be thinking about like taking a risk you know and how far are you willing to kind of push certain push certain things um, and I guess I'm just trying to figure out like what you think about that like because I know some people out there like they're looking for a PR but it's risky to like you said just kind of go with the flow and maybe be 30 seconds under, or 15 seconds under where you want to be. So how do you feel about that, like taking risks, and how has that helped you in your career?
1: Uh, I mean, for other professional runners, you definitely have to take risks, yeah. and you have to do, sometimes you have to know, like we do so many, uh, like, you know, these races like New York, uh boston this, like you kind of know the people you know because you've been racing them for the last few years and some are new but you can know what they did like last you know mm-hmm. month which group should or like yeah a lot of races we go just up front for a long time so you definitely have to take a little bit more risks to be able to put yourself Put get, put yourself in a position to win a race or mm-hmm. to finish as high as possible. So it's more like, even if it feels hard, you know you're not like all out. So it's kind of like you just really have to go. And then if, just for me, I try not to get dropped.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I try to be that lot, you know, one of those three, four, or five people standing because mentally. When you're in a group and you see people keep dropping, but you're still in one of those three, four, sometimes it actually gives you a boost to right. just kind of like, "Oh, I got this!" Like a lot of the races where, um, I, you know, like for a half marathon in New York in 2013, I went in with like I think 72, and it's a really tough race because it's a really cold, it's it's hilly, mm-hmm. it's fast. I have never done like run any even a fasting cave, but I was in it and all of a sudden people keep dropping. And I ended up running, I think like that's when I started, uh, ended up running. Up. Went with it. And at one point it was only like three of us standing wow. and it came down the last like 400. But had I just like start overthinking, Oh, I'm running with this woman who ran 67. I shouldn't be here. Then I yeah. there's no way I would have been able to, you know, be able to run 69. So sometimes you just, you never know. Like I said, you never know what kind of day you're having. You have yeah. to be ready. You have to be there that gives yourself a chance to do well. Yeah. Because if you not put your, if you don't put your, yourself in a position to win by going with the f- also first group, you know, yeah. you're not going to be there. But sometimes yeah. I do a race when I'm not really that fit. I know myself. I'm not going to be like the marathon project. I was going to be in like even... As long as possible. People are like, you can do it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I know exactly what I've done. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, just being uh, w- a... <inaudible> just doing as much work as possible and then being honest with yourself on the day and deciding, like, you know, you just have to make a game-time decision, basically. Like, so what are we doing today, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, like, you know the work, but sometimes, you know, if you go in, you didn't do that much work. There's not going to be a miracle. Come on. I mean, yeah. do you have to... But, like, if you didn't put in work for marathon training and you just did one long run, you're not going to be running, like, 220. Right. Examples were only six-minute pace. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. And I think you just know yourself. And it's not even about lack of confidence. It's just being realistic.
0: Yeah. So w- when when in a marathon, like, for you, you personally, like when in a marathon do you, like, do that, like, uh that checklist to see how you're feeling and all that and then decide to start kind of pushing? You know, I know they say, like, you know, the race doesn't start till you know, 20 miles or 23, whatever. What what point do you typically kind of check in with your body, see how you're feeling, and then decide to to take it a little, you know, take it a little deeper and, and uh, push a little faster?
1: Um, you know, it depends. Like, if some, some races like New York, they're very tactical. Sometimes mm-hmm. we start at 6.30 pace.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but then you get to sometimes we get to 8 miles somebody drops a 5 you know Mary Kaitani drops like a 450 (laughs) something and you go but you don't really go you're like (laughs) 30 but you're still running a little bit fast for that course 530 so you kind of have to know like which group should I go with so a lot of times for me, I would say maybe 20 miles because if I already pass halfway and I'm still feeling fine, I know that I'm having an okay day or a mm-hmm. good day. So at 20 miles is really when you start like making certain moves. Sometimes you're catching up people in front of you. Some mm-hmm. people are coming from behind. So like right around 20 miles, 23 miles, in the last three miles, you know how it is. It's like... Either you're really having the day where you're in a group, you're competing to win or you're somewhere in the back of the pack and you're catching people. Everybody at that point is really struggling. So it's kind of like just mentally staying strong and just keep it together.
0: And I, I, meant, I skipped over something I wanted to ask um, earlier. So you went, you know, you're in the 2000 Olympics uh, and that was like a whirlwind to you. And you were like, I don't know what the heck's going on here. How much different was... The 2012 experience from the 2000 for you.
1: Oof, that was huge. 2012, I went in as like a diva. I had done my hair. <laughs> I had qualified. I had done makeup. I know I'm all over the place, but I, I 20 uh, 2000, I was asked to keep the flag, and I'm like, okay. And then they were like, well, you know, at the Olympics, you kind of show like the traditional clothes, and especially yeah. if I'm carrying the, you know, the whole like country behind me mm-hmm. i refused to wear the traditional clothes i wasn't ready i was like this like the little tomboy and i was like i'm not doing that yeah. but 2012 i got asked again i was like i want to make sure i do this right, right so right. i had my traditional clothes on makeup hair i was just very extra yeah i don't know if you see i'm very proud even my wave was like this
0: yeah i hear you i see it <laughs>
1: Uh, it was a huge difference. I was I had graduated from college in twenty twelve. Uh, I was mature. I, I just I I was a I, I would say I was a really good place, So it was a huge difference. I mean I knew exactly how hard it was to even qualify for the Olympics and just being there. And I just enjoy every moment of it in twenty twelve.
0: Well, that's, yeah. So I mean, because it seems like the first one. I mean, I I wouldn't dare to say it was by accident. But you know, it kind of you kind of just fell into it a little bit. But I feel like that 2012 mm-hmm. one was much more like you work you worked for it. You knew what was happening. You were working at it, and you got it. You know, um, so mm-hmm. not only were mm-hmm. you proud to represent your country, you're proud of like the process that you were back there because not everybody goes back twice. <laughs> right.
1: I was competitive. I was actually
0: there in 2016. Oh my bad. That part. My bad. That's okay. No, yeah, well, no, we're only at 2012 right now.
1: <laughs> Fine,
0: <laughs> but so so and I, before because I know we're kind of we're coming up on an hour here. Um, I meant to ask you something like something last uh, last week when you were on the show. What um, and because we were kind of ending up, you know, Women's History Month. If you could talk to like uh, young runners, s- specifically young women um, running in like middle school, high school, college. Uh, what what some words of advice that you would give them? Um, looking back on how your career has developed and how you felt in in high school and in college running,
1: um, I mean, I kind of wish a lot of people, especially if you're, in, if you're in the middle school, I don't really think you should be serious about running. I mean, you should be playing other sports too, especially when you leave, you know, here and you have all these opportunities to just just be a kid. Is it mm-hmm. how old is? you know, middle school,
0: so like, Uh, yeah, it's like, my daughter's in middle school, so, uh, it's like 11, 10 or 11 to like 13,
1: well, 13 I was running, but that's different, I was running back and forth to school, getting water, and then I got a race, that's completely different, but I, I would say, definitely have, Fun with whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And even in high school, I see people, now I heard some high schoolers running like 80 miles. Why are you running 80 miles at high school? Um, I think just take your time because I feel like you can't really rush to, you know, especially if you want to like running to be a long-term thing or Mm -hmm. if you want to run, you know, in college too or uh, post-collegiate, I think like taking your time and enjoy the process and, um, I actually see my coach online. He said hi, but I remember when I was in college, I asked him my junior year, or senior year, if I could do more because I heard other schools were doing like the girls were running so many miles. Because he knew I was gonna want to run first collegiate he was like, "No, we're just gonna stick to fifty, 60, And I'm like, yeah. "That's nothing," because yeah, yeah. I feel like for from high school, I wasn't. Do- I definitely appreciate that he did. He wouldn't let me do more because now I still enjoy it because I didn't have to like, I didn't burn out in, you know, uh, in high school or college. It was just more like a progression for me. And as I get older, especially if you're like a woman, I feel like your body takes a long time to mature. And the last thing you want is just doing all these like mileage when you're such a, you know, when you're young before you develop to be, you know, to to, uh, to become a full, you know, woman. It's different. So once you develop like hips and yeah. boots, I had to
0: say this, but it's different. Yeah. 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 Because I've just been hearing more about, like, you know, lately, um, maybe it's because I was just kind of blind to it, too. But I've just been hearing more lately about, um, you know, professional athletes kind of talking, not kind of, uh, uh, female athletes talking about some of the setbacks or drawbacks of, like, being in competitive uh, running and cross country and all that and track. In high school, uh, as you know, their bodies are are developing and trying to develop. But when you're running, you know, 50, 60, 80 miles a week or whatever, um, your body doesn't have a chance to to kind of kick into gear and do what it's supposed to do. Um, And you, but because you're trying to run through that whole thing all the way. Because if you start running, if you know, my daughter's 13, so if she starts running in in ninth grade and happens to be really good. You know, essentially, if she they would, the coaches would just kind of route her through this thing, this machine where then now she's you know running hard for ni- from ninth grade all the way through college, you know, year in year out. Um, so I, I didn't think about the fact that you know unlike guys, you, you all have to <laughs> have to change and do things, and you need to have let your body recover. You know? and I don't think that a lot of young ladies are getting the chance to do that.
1: Yeah, because you also hear stories about, like, oh, there's uh, my 13, 14-year-old is, like, running. Like, because you know, you're, like, they're running so fast. And I'm like, of course, when you're young, it's easy to run fast. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to run fast at, like, 14. Yeah. Uh, and then once, like, between the time I was, like, 14 and, like, 18, the time I was in Canada, I was, like, changing. I was, like, actually becoming a woman, and that's different. Because mm-hmm. also it's, like, you're getting a different body that you don't even know. So it's, like, people don't think that, like, there's, like, also this, like, process where you have to, like, really nice to your body and let it, like, develop and do whatever it needs to be. Sometimes, like, you go from being really, really small to being a little bit bigger because that's just a natural thing. So, like, I wish, like, people would talk, I guess, about it more because then these women are seeing, like, you know, women... You know, the young women are watching TV and seeing these, like, you know, college uh, runners and professionals and, like, looking all, you know, different type of bodies and tall, short, lean, and all that. But they don't know the process, and everybody's different, too. So um, every 13-year-old is going to be different, like, you know, from, depending on where you, how you build. It's just odd. It's a little bit more complicated, but I would say definitely take your time and, just go slow like yeah. don't you don't run 100 miles
0: I should ever yeah yeah Even. yeah i mean because I, I just i just know like it it seems really cool that your high school coach said oh so if you want to do this long term we're, we're not going to let you do 70 80 miles or 90 I, miles college coach yeah college coach okay yeah. yeah I mean that that's that, I mean that's that's saying more than I mean from me you know, most coaches are in the position too where they feel like they have to push you know the athletes to do as good as they can so they can keep you know their job you know so I know it's you know it's it's a cra- it just seems like a crazy system and it doesn't always work out you know for the for the for the kids for sure Yeah but and so and so just 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 kind of like to bring it to an end, um, what is your you know, 2020 was seemed to be a really good year for you for in in from a running standpoint. What, um, did I say 2020 or 2021? I don't know. So, applied,
1: but that's okay. Yeah,
0: 20. So, 2020 seemed like it was a good year. I mean, you, you got got in some races obviously through the COVID restrictions and all that stuff, and um. What does 2021 look like for you, or what are you hoping for towards the end of the year? I know you got some races coming up, shorter ones, but do you have your rest of your year planned out, or are you just going to take it kind of race by race? Uh,
1: I'm going to take race by race, um, but I'm hoping to keep improving, like getting um, more fitness, and um, just hopefully run fast, hopefully run a full marathon towards the end of the year. So, um, yeah, don't really want to plan too much just because you don't know what's going to happen but yeah like you say things are, start, are starting to open up and i'm just hoping to keep getting better and probably my biggest goal would just be staying healthy
0: yeah
1: the, the rest will you know running and finding races is easy but if you're not healthy obviously consistent and the.
0: So and when you say stay healthy, like what um, you know, I, a lot of us don't do you know exactly what you do, like you know the intensity and the and the mileage and all this stuff. But what what do you how do you stay healthy? Like what is what is your your advice on staying healthy?
1: Um, just uh, getting more like getting more treatment. Um, mm-hmm. going to see my physio before I get injured. Um, just hold on a second.
0: After.
1: Okay. sorry i got distracted um yeah so uh yeah just like getting massages um uh just going to the gym more Mm -hmm. doing my rehab before i go running and um yeah just doing the little things like not forgetting just because i'm healthy now and not just like all of a sudden just jumping and just forgetting doing the little things and taking care of my body yeah
0: yeah, I think that, like, I never really paid, like, I know that you all do that, like, the physio thing and, you know, massages and all that, um, and I never thought about it until recently, like, when I was training for this this marathon, I started going to a place here in, in the Detroit area, and it does wonders, I mean, like, you don't know where you got these knots and things like that, and tension that you know, all that, so I think it's really cool, and I and I definitely suggest if you're listening this or watching this, you need to find, like, a good, you know, masseuse and go in every now and then. If you're going to be outside running every week, you know, week on end, you need to have somebody to take, help you take care of your body.
1: Yeah. I mean, I said this last time too, like it's, it's just taking, it's part of also taking your, uh, taking care of it's like we spend money on other things. Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, some people don't even never gotten massage, and it's like the best feeling ever. So some things are like, it's, it's good to go see a chiropractor, uh, massage and just self-care because like running itself is it's it's nice but once you're running over 30 minutes 45 minutes a day I don't think it's like a natural thing for you you know your body to be doing so you can't get like you know if you don't can't afford to go see a massage therapist you can roll out there's a lot of things you can do I think it's just not it is nice to just take care of yourself and do all all yeah. the other stuff you know just taking time to do it and and just remember to do yeah. it
0: so it's like it's just funny because like we spend i think you mentioned like you know people spend like 200 something dollars on shoes um but they won't go like and spend like mm-hmm. 50 bucks on a massage or something <laughs> like that um but so yeah i was that i was that guy like i'm like i got two pairs of flies and all this other stuff but like no, I'm not going to go get a massage. That's too expensive. But it's just... It's a little backwards. Like, you got to take care of the of the, the, of the, the machine, you know?
1: Yeah, because those super shoes are not going to work if you can't even run. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. It's like... I, I, I think... I mean, it's funny. Like mean, you know, runners are kind of crazy anyway. So, you just like... We always think about, like, what is the, the shoes, the watches, and stuff like that. But, like, those are not the most important thing. And also... The majority of people don't
0: even care about how fast they run. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like that. Yeah. Yeah. They just you know just want to I get I so- Go ahead. Yeah. No. They just want to get out there and have fun and finish the race and and the camaraderie and all that stuff. Um. But yeah, you are right. Mm-hmm. Runners runners are crazy, and we will spend in ungodly amounts of money on watches and the the app and the shoes and the this and the that. And all the gear that matches, but like, you know, we, we walk out the door limping that because. Part
1: is, yeah. yeah, I mean, matching, I think I always say, like, look good, feel good, that does that, work, but to some extent, what about your body looking good? You know, like when you have a nice, you go get a massage and get adjusted, your form is better. Yeah. What about having a nice form? Oh, yeah. we forget about that. There's nothing like seeing somebody running, you know. You know, just feeling good and bouncy, and that's definitely better than the shoes. So, and I saw you running like two hundred miles. What's wrong with you? Just kidding.
0: Uh, me? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Like, oh, I yeah. mean, no. I'm, I, I'm training. I'm. You run more miles than me, so you have. You can't even say anything about my mileage.
1: <laughs> Over fifteen hundred twenty a week. So I saw you did like two hundred.
0: Uh, did you? In March, uh, in March I did three hundred. So, yeah. <sighs> well, I mean...
1: How you have to work?
0: Yeah. But I don't like... In my work, I don't like lift anything. You know, like, I'm not, like, chopping wood in the backyard for a job. You know? So...
1: I feel lazy. Like, after 100 miles, I'm like, I ran 100
0: miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not like in a week. It was. It was in a month, so
1: month I, th- I thought
0: it was in a week you're cra- no you're crazy i'm I, you know, that's i'm like wait a minute she does not think that 300 miles is, is a no, lot that's why i was like you're so crazy
1: but no, yeah well, no makes-
0: so now you're crazy and it's not me crazy okay good no i mean because like you know in order to do 100 miles a week you, you got to do like two a days and stuff like that and yeah. i've only done one two a day ever on purpose um and um, that was like last week In but you know, yeah, I'm not crazy, you're crazy. So, one of these days, I'll be, hopefully be as crazy as you, and I'll be, you know, doing that cool stuff. But, um, I really do appreciate your time. And is there anything that you want to say, like, ending this out, uh, to people, um, that are listening and what they could, you know, where they could follow you, all that stuff?
1: Mm, um, I don't know if I have anything, I have so much to say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, just, yeah, like, I would say take care of yourself. I mean, running is cool and all of that. And, yeah, if you're new to running, I hope you're enjoying it. And, um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. I don't mm-hmm. remember the, my Instagram handle, so I'm sure you can help out. Um, yeah, just uh, enjoy 2020, 2021, and uh, hopefully you all get to race um i see some things are opening up so yeah things are looking looking up and take care of yourself
0: yeah and d d D key strings type your question really quick and we'll answer it my bad brother or lady i'm not sure yeah type type your question real quick before we jump off of here we'd be happy to answer she's like my questions (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pay yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Throw, if you have any questions, really quick, throw them in there. Um, I know some people were kind of jumping out and saying hello to you. Like I think it was somebody from Chicago said hello. Um, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, Chicago. My friend Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Yeah, I'm Jenny.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, Jenny. Marie, I think she may still be here. She said we miss you in Chicago. Can't wait to. Can't wait till you come to visit. So uh, uh, you, you better get back to Chicago, or Jenny's gonna be upset I, with you.
1: I'll be coming to Philly too.
0: Oh, so are you, gonna run, are you running in Philly? Uh,
1: no, but um, somebody said please come to Philly. Yeah, it's I saw like, that. Yeah. I'll be there. You know I me. Mean. I'll be there every weekend now. 2021, I didn't get to risk that so much in 2020. So.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, D- DK String says, thinking of coming to Boulder next year, what's it like living and training there?
1: In Boulder?
0: Yes. Oh, Flag- well, she, yeah, you're in Flagstaff
1: i mean in Flagstaff. Um, well,
0: let's just talk Flagstaff. about Flagstaff. How about that? Flagstaff? Do you know anything about Boulder? Have you trained in Boulder?
1: I think that they're talking about Boulder, the race Boulder Boulder. I think. I'm
0: not mm-hmm. sure. No, no. He said thinking about moving to Boulder. So, I'm thinking Boulder, Boulder, Boulder Colorado. Like
1: Boulder. Boulder is too bougie for me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no. I'm staying in Flagstaff. I love Flagstaff. It's like there's so many trails. I've been to Boulder actually in 2012. Mm-hmm. Six weeks tra- uh, when I was doing a training camp. I liked it, but it's nothing compared to Flagstaff. It's a little bit too bougie for me.
0: Oh, well, okay, well. DK, I'm more of a
1: village person, and Flagstaff is like reminds me
0: of back home. So. Oh, well, DK, yeah. DK strings. Um, if you're if you are bougie, go to go to Boulder. If you're not, maybe try try Flagstaff. Um,
1: well, don't get me in trouble. I did not say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean no. I mean bougie can be good though. Like you, you know, it depends on what you want. If, if, yeah. if they want Bougie, they got Bougie. Now you got choices. Um, and yeah. then Ch- Chasky, 15, uh, Chasky 15 said, would you consider running in Philly?
1: Of course. Of course. I have a friend who lives in Flagstaff, and he's from Philadelphia, and I would love to. I've been, Actually, I've done Philly half years ago, and I would love to go back. All of those, just send me invitations and appearance money, all that stuff. I'll be there. Just kidding. No appearance.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay. <laughs> Cool, cool. And then yeah, people saying Flagstaff's awesome. Uh, he did. Th- he thought you uh, were training Boulder, um, or she thought you were training Boulder. Um, and then Lane, Lane Anderson. Am I saying that right? Lane Anderson. Boots said, uh, how about Black Diamond Road, greatest training ground? What's that about?
1: Black Diamond in Iowa. Thanks, Coach. Uh, no, th- well, it was okay. It was good. I do appreciate that road. Uh, it definitely, uh, probably one of the reasons why I'm here. And you, Coach. So thank you. But no. I'm staying in Flagstaff.
0: So, is, is it like, is it a hilly, like, what's up with that road? Let's talk about it.
1: Pretty really flat. One time I went there, and I was like, I think I went from Flagstaff to that road, and it was, like, so flat, and I ran really, really fast. And my, my coach was really impressed, and that's probably why he remembers it. Oh, yeah. It's flat. I always put it flat. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean I like I liked flat roads, but then sometimes, you know, the hilly roads can kind of be more a little more interesting and kind of let you flow a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah, it can get boring. Um Peach Tree running 26.2 says, "What kind of workout did you do when you you and Sarah w- was matching? The day y'all matched. What, what what did y'all do for that workout? Do you remember?"
1: Uh, we did 6 by mile, but I only did 5 mile and then and it was in, I don't know, if shes I think she's been up in in flag. I don't know if she did Trina's loop. It's like a one-mile loop. Uh, it's pretty good loop. Uh, yeah, we did uh, my repeats with 90-second rest.
0: Oh, my gosh. 90 seconds. Okay, I'm going to need like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math. Like, yeah, I'm going to need 180 seconds. How about that? I'll, maybe. And then, what, like, what are we talking about pace-wise? What, what, what are you talking about pace-wise for that, though, for the reps?
1: uh 5 12 to 5 14.
0: yeah you crazy yep y'all crazy for sure yeah no no way i will i'll be i'll be way in the back i'll be there but i'll be behind like by a few minutes so but that's, a,
1: that's the back too it's just as long as you're there they're yeah. like you know it's like a train. they're like you know sarah and uh, rachel they would definitely pull you along so just have to come and join
0: all right all right i'll be there um but thanks so much for, thanks so much for joining me thank you so much for answering the questions thank you dk strings for reminding me to, to ask to get the questions in um please make sure you go follow uh diane she's an amazing lady she's doing awesome things we can't wait to see what you what 20, 2021 has in store for you um and make sure like you said guys when she when you're out there just take it one mile at a time um just keep rocking it. Keep going. If you don't, if you, if you, uh, if don't you can, quit. don't, if you cannot drop out, use the signs to help you. If the little girl's holding up a sign, you're not allowed to quit. Keep going forward and make sure you run, eat, sleep, repeat. Thanks so much for watching, guys.
1: Yeah, good luck on your race.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to be thinking about you the whole time and like saying one, one mile at a time. And if there is no little girls in the course holding that sign, I'm just going to imagine that they're there. I'm going to pretend that yeah. they're there and I'm just going to keep going. All right, bye. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: Thanks, you too.
0: All right, bye.